takes one crazy white boy, some bittersweet revenge, an easterly wind, and a road dog to create the Angered. A hardcore metal outfit spawned right here in the CLE. This week, we'll be talking with John, Josh, and Level Up Cleveland veteran Jake Jekyll about their debut album, I'm Not Angry, and what waits on the horizon for the Mad Five. We have the Angered. I'm Big Bry. Level Up Cleveland starts right now. All right, everybody, and welcome back here to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And today, we have with us in the studio, the angered. <laughs> we have with us today, lead vocals, John Spalick. We have on guitars, Josh, the road dog, Sullivan, and a familiar face with everybody here on Level Up Cleveland. Jake Jekyll on guitars with The Angered also. Jake's also known with playing guitars on Bittersweet Revenge. And he's also the main guy at Signal Flow Studios, both of which we've already had here on the Level Up Cleveland podcast. But today we talk to The Angered. And usually when I start a podcast off with a band, I, I start off by asking them, how do you come up with a name? Why do you come up with a name? With you guys, however, I turned on the first song I listened to by you guys, and it was like, name that tune. Within two notes, I was like, that's why they're the angered. That's why. Mm-hmm. So, so there's no absolute reason to ask where you came up with the name. Yeah. It absolutely fits the whole yeah. thing you guys are doing. My daughter's uh, boyfriend asked the same question. He hadn't heard the music. He just, you named your band the angered. Why? And so I turned the stereo up to full blast, played I'm Not Angry, and he just... Yeah, I don't even oh. think there's. A, I think you could pick any song, and I don't. And I don't even think it has to be full blast. Yeah. I think the the message gets across. Um, it's got a very metal guitar. It's not always metal, but it's got that. It's got a good groove right. to it. It's like a right. metal thing, right. but but it's definitely got that hardcore, punchy it is vocal. Very intentionally in your face. Very blunt. Very yes. in out done. Each song is. You know, two and a half, three minutes long. The yes. whole album is over, I believe, in about twenty-two minutes. It's like selfish, rough sex. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well said. It's. It, it, I, I think I was explaining to you guys earlier. I was like, it. It, it does kind of remind me. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to listen to this and think that you're going to hear SOD, but it, it. It has this thing that it reminds me of that type of thing where it had that good metal style going, and then it had that Milano. Like literally, I mean. I, I do believe that there's moments in the vocals where I hear like a Milano. Well, you you probably do, especially in the more the, gro- when, the 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 growly <laughs> Milano parts that he mm-hmm. does. I, I can hear an influence in that. One of the th- one of the songs that we thought about covering was actually "Kill Yourself" by Sod. Exactly, really easy one to sing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to remember a lot of lyrics. No, there's not a lot of lyrics. Actually, none of the SOD songs you really got to remember right. the lyrics much. But they're all the classics. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, "Speak English or Die" is a classic mm-hmm. album. And I think you guys are indicative of some stuff like that, but but with a definitely a more modern flair to it. I mean, it's definitely not something I can say that I've, oh, that you guys sound like this or you sound like that. It's not like that. Thank you. But I will say that if people are trying to, you know, somebody who likes the SOD or MOD type of vibe, 
Well, then this might be something you could go to and check out, and you probably would dig yeah, this. Yeah, we're not the band you turn on when you're uh, on your way to church, or if you're why not? <laughs> well, yeah, we are. if you're. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, school, I mean, anything. But um, if you just had a bad day at work and you know you're stuck in traffic, then I think we're the band for you. You know, some some bands go different directions. You know. If we you are what we are. It's better to have that. It's better to have that headband. We are a blunt object physical when it comes. To so, music. so let's just ask this. So, you guys start off. How do you come up with this idea to do a band like this? Is this your, is this your main thing? I mean, if you could pick any well, type that, of music, is it? Well, are you doing that's it? That's where it gets long. Um, I come from a rap history. I was in a rap group for about twenty years. Um, didn't release a whole lot of music, but was in you know into doing rap and in into that vein of music but as a kid i had grown up in the time of sod of metallica anthrax uh, and you were around them kind of people you were hanging around the crowds that were listening to that so you were influenced by you were were listening to it Mm -hmm. um when i came back to do music as an older person i had taken a long break from music i quickly realized that i don't fit into rap you know, I, there's nothing that I really have to offer it anymore. It's not really, I, I, I enjoy the genre, but it's turned into something less enjoyable for me personally. You know, it's kind of lost its roots in some sure. ways personally. Um, and so I decided to take a much different approach, and that's where Jake comes in. Um, my friend Chris had started hanging out here in this wonderful building. <laughs> Um, he had started to get to know Mark and talk about Mark and, you know, going Mark to Mark Mark from Bittersweet, right. and, you know, Bittersweet Revenge and them. Um, he had started coming around here. I had already started writing the, the style of lyrics. I had already written a couple of the things that eventually went on to be songs. Um, I came to a show or two, started meeting a couple people. Um, around here, you don't get taken serious until you start doing something. A lot of people talk about making music. Sure. You know. Well, we know. We're aware. In, in any studio, you I know. I love uh, talking about, what, what, uh, in these shows, you'll hear me talk all the time about, are people serious when they're not serious, when they're good, when they're not good. Right. And how there's such a, I mean, honestly, it's the main dynamic of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You have those who are talented and, mm-hmm. and, and making good stuff, and you have those who are trying. Mm-hmm. And it makes the stories that's what makes the stories. I mean, yeah. really, that's the stories, right? I it's mean, a nice gray area that makes the stories. Yeah, um, yeah. So All the fun stuff comes from that. I started coming around, started to try and get uh, a little bit of attention. Um, the first member that I got was Kenny the Drummer. Um, I went to a show for... Um, Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Easterly. Yes. Another name yeah, we've, we've had. Yeah, we've had him. Kenny his name. Is, we're going to end up getting him on the show gonna one day. We're going to talk about he's, Kenny he's, for a while here. <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I've actually seen him play. Um, he is yeah. phenomenal. At the time that I, I saw Kenny, he was in three bands. Um, yeah, he's another one like Jake. He seems to be in yeah, every band. Yeah, he was in three bands at the time. And I'm someone that just walked on the scene. I'm not, you know, these aren't lifelong friends of mine in this building or anything like that. I just walked in the building and said, hey, I want to make an album. Um, you know, that comes with some criticism and, you know, people are already in bands. Um, so I kind of followed Kenny around <laughs> a couple times until I could get him, to him at least, basically, you know, okay. Nice. You know, not the long-term answer, but I, I just love you as a drummer. I watched him perform and he has that ability to do things that some people could probably never do no matter how hard they try. And he can do it with a smile while asking for a drink. 
You, nice. you know what I mean? Very nice. Yeah, it, I like it, that. It, it's you nice know what, description, yes. You, you know, Kenny is someone who his father plays drums, so he doesn't have any memories of not playing drums. Right, music's always been. Yeah, so doing, you know, drumming and, and things that other people look at like, wow, that is, you know, incredible. He can do his, yeah. you know. And his like, dad yeah. was a very good drummer. Yeah, it wasn't you know, that's as what if, I did yeah, on It Tuesday wasn't as if he wasn't yeah. who he yeah, was Certainly, also. certainly. So you got a great I, band, in, you know, all three of them. Isn't his brother also? Uh, yeah, his Wesley. Brothers. He's a drummer too. His yeah, brother? Wesley, Wesley's in the... I know one of his brothers really is Really, like, quick engineer. and uh, kind of yeah, like Shane. Okay, they're, they're all... Well, Kenny was doing uh, Fog Display of Pantera at one time too. Wasn't yeah. he yeah, doing I, that also? I've seen them yeah. live. They're awesome. Yes. Yeah, like he was doing the drums for Pantera. And he does that. He he's he's in, great. Yeah, yeah. again, uh, as soon as I saw him, I saw the, the technician that he was. You know, the, the ability that he brought to the table. And then once I had him recruited to just, yes, I'll do your drumming, that's when other things started to happen because now I've got an amazing drummer. Nice, nice. Yeah, and it, believe me, it all does in metal start with the drums. It really does start right um, there. If your drummer is solid, yeah, you know, you got the, the foundation. Everything else just fills in yeah. nicely. But when your drummer, I mean, you've heard a lot of metal bands who have that drummer who's got the off-meter Mm-hmm. And it kill it just kills the It'll song kill every time, right? right? No matter a guitar right. player can be virtuoso, right. <laughs> it kills the song every single time that drum beat misses. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's the Absolutely. bells and whistles that matter the most. It really is. Um, and and so uh, from there, I went to Mark to start recording. But Mark also knew about my rap career, and I it, the first indentation I had of music was more of a punk rap fusion, to be quite honest. Um, and Mark quickly pointed me to Jake, um, you know, that he had had a more of a history within doing the, the rap and in between, um, I booked sessions with Jake and, uh, the rest is history. Um, I went in and basically he sat down and what do you want to do? What do you want to make? Let's make it. You know, we started making a couple of the original rips. I think John came into the studio for his first session. He has a beat making software at home and he came in with a piano. Ding 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 ding. And I was like, okay. You had the you had the songs mapped out on a like a toy piano, you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And then so that's how you transcribed the idea is to Jake. Yeah. And then uh-huh. he put it on guitar, mm-hmm. and the rest is his. Pretty much for the first the couple first of songs. The first couple like of that. songs. Those songs were very punk. Those songs were very rap-orientated, punk. Um, I was learning. I was growing as an artist. Um, anything, Everything I had done to that point was rap. And so rap calls for a lot of words, long-winded winded, you know, verses, things like that. Um we were continuing to make music, but we also knew that we wanted to add to the band. We have Jake. Um, immediately, we also got Angel involved, which was another That's blessing. Quiz. Angel? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. As soon as I started recording with Jake, he said, well, you know, my friend Angel, you know, what you're doing is interesting. I think he'll be interested. Angel is a great person. He, right. he brightens up any room that he walks into, as anyone that knows him knows. Um and so he was a great addition, bass player, Jake. Now we we have a good sound, but we need a bigger sound. And I need someone to help me with riffs and other things like that. Jake is a member of BSR. He's got a lot of things going on. He's running a studio. I see. You know, um, 
I'm, you know, a a lot is, is, is coming on to me. Um, we approached Josh and the first time he said no, um, but we didn't have him anything to offer. You know, again, a lot of people get offered to be in bands and people talking about getting bands together and, you know, until you actually have something. Correct. Um, It was also my birthday and I was really drunk. It was also (laughs) his birthday and he was very intoxicated. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That, and this is, you're saying that was when you kind of approached him. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have this project that we've started and he, yeah, sure. You know, and. No, I, I mean, I, I got to agree with Josh on this one. I mean, there's so many ideas there's that never come to fruition. And, uh, Especially around absolutely. here. Everyone wants to start a band. Everybody wants to start a band. guys like Bittersweet Revenge, for example. Everyone sees Bittersweet Revenge. We're yeah. out here doing the shows and everyone wants like a bite of that pie. You know yeah. what I mean? So everyone's like, oh, I want to start a band. There's been so many people, but John actually made it happen. You know what I mean? John. Well, I was going to get to that. I know. Like, like just from hearing you talk, you know, the difference is that you have songs. Yeah. You I wrote songs, and, and, and for whatever reason, these dudes didn't hate your songs. So, like, when that happens, when those two mm-hmm. things happen, you can get people to, to, to sign on because that in itself is not easy to do. I mean, yeah. like, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there who try to write songs and just aren't good at it. Right. And there's a lot of people who could probably write songs and just aren't motivated, motivated mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. To, to complete a song. uh and, and I mean, I'm honestly, saying, it really comes although, down to it. Although I'm being provocative most of the times, there's a lot of truth behind a lot of the things that I'm saying. Oh, no, you know, it's a, a lot it, of... Listen, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a style of music, and your, your lyrics are a 100%. Uh, they, fit the, they fit the music, yeah, you know what I'm I mean? I'm not there's holding not, back. I'm, I'm well, not it fits it, too, you know? Like, it's not, it's not as if you're singing about... You're not playing the angry riff with yeah. daisies right. and roses. Right. Growing in, in the lyrics. Valley. It's doable. That's not attractive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not about waterfalls and stuff right. like that. That's that's what that's what you're um about. there's only one guitar solo on the entire album, Josh. Um we just wanted to rip. We wanted to old fledge in your face at all times, slamming forward as soon as the there's lyrics are done. Breaks. There's nope. barely right, barely any vocal breaks. Just bring it to them, smack them in the face with it. And be done with it. And see if they like it. So, Josh, where do you where do you come from before all this? Like, I, like I mean, like what's your what's some of your background like? Well, you know, I've uh, I've been playing a guitar since nine, and I've been in and out of like little <laughs> bands here and there. Uh, honestly, this is like the only first actual serious thing, somewhat that I ever did. And uh, before before that, you know, I've been you know around the Cleveland music scene quite a while. Um, you know, just. Uh, I don't know, like I, I helped Mushroom Head move their equipment from one of their studios to the other. I was around them. I uh, went on the road with Bittersweet uh, a lot and did a lot of their, um, you know, like handling equipment. Not setting it up. I'm not that smart, but uh, yeah, I was. I was the. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the meat, I'm dog. the meathead that can pick shit. He was up. the road dog. Isn't that how Lemmy started? And, yeah. and isn't that how yeah. like yeah. Yeah. is there a Lemmy lot Hedrick, of rock stars right? that start off like hanging out? Right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Oh, Lemmy yeah. was Jimi Hendrix, correct? Yes. Yeah. And and it just but that's just said, that's how it always starts for a lot of mm-hmm. for a lot of people. You just gotta be around it. You gotta know the right people. You know, like yeah. I, that's another thing that comes up in all these podcasts where we talk about it. inevitably you gotta know people. Right. Period. There's nothing right. happens without that. Which which is what makes a studio like Signal Flow so valuable is they got so many yeah, appendages now and so many different things that you get involved with these guys yeah. and and yeah. everybody can find out about it in some way or another. Um, it's, it's, they have so many ways to get it out there. For the most part, I'm a walking commercial for Jake and his studio again. I, I hadn't made music in 10 years when I came to Jake. 
And so to go to them and, you know, just, you know, um, you got to think about that. Ten years ago, they didn't have the softwares that we have. I mean, they probably had softwares, but they're probably just starting off. So John's Correct. talking to me about like analog stuff, analog stuff, and I'm like, dude, it's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't this do it like that. Do it now. Yeah. yeah, a lot easier now for the re- a long for, time for ago, us, the guys that record, yeah. like are are singing and doing that way easier. It's way easier really for everybody, but yeah. it's just you don't have to be perfect like you used to have to be. Mm-hmm. It's better. Yeah. Comes out a lot better when you're rehearsed, and it comes out better. Yeah, so, a lot of so, things that were hard to convey to somebody a long time ago and get them accomplished within the yes. technology now is oh, that's easy. I just yeah. do this. I'm like, well, for me, that was like three days worth of work. Yeah, like you just did within a couple of keys. You know, absolutely. Fifteen years ago, absolutely. And they could take this part right here, and they can just yeah, replace it, it with that part, and it's. It does does Wa- make watching him narrator Chris DeCola, you know the different people that that do this now um, is when I truly feel old because I I use the same programs that they use I just use the really old versions of them like Windows One you know compared yeah, yeah. to what they're using now and to watch the speed that they can move at and, oh yeah uh, well know, uh, John, Jake is exceptional too when it comes to that. It, it's amazing. He's, he's he's got logic down to like a. I got, I got all the shortcuts down, man. It's easy for me. Yeah, that's it, all it's I amazing do, though, to you know? watch. But isn't that cool to have? It's like like, and I don't think anybody realizes like your band has got that those elements in it. You know, like Bittersweet has that same thing. And when they had Mark in it, they had like two of the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and when you have these guys who are recording guys in a band, your band just by default is going to sound better mm-hmm. and 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 you're going to have i mean one thing about local music that I, I i find critical is that i don't like a lot of the mixes and when i hear their the stuff that they put out mm-hmm. okay like that's usually what i don't care for in a lot of the stuff i hear locally mm-hmm. always for decades it's been like that there's a funky mix in a lot of these things and and i think it's a lot of bands are trying to do it themselves and stuff like that and and you're and yeah, you're, totally. and, and it's what you get mm-hmm. um but there's a reason why you guys sound a little different. Yes. Okay? Like, the angered doesn't sound like a... a when I say hardcore, a lot of people could, could misinterpret that as mm-hmm. to be bad produ- badly produced because a lot of hardcore is badly produced. This is not like that. This is, this is well produced. No, even with the angered, we purposely went with the garage band type mix. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know but, I mean? but I can hear the vocals perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Everything's mm-hmm. accounted for. It's not like a garbagey, moss sound of mm-hmm. noise. Right. It's all accounted for. It sounds yeah. well produced. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of that just comes from the fact that you have guy, a guy like mm-hmm. Jake in the band who just has this sonic, he can, do, he can hear things, you know? Right. I All think right. that was the whole point of uh, we wanted, like, Jake to do the minor mixing because we didn't want to sound class together, like you're saying, but we also didn't want to sound digital and, like, five-finger right. death punchy. You know what so I mean? It does, have a, it does have a classic sound. I, I, that's why I say, like, it reminds me a little bit of that SOD, but also, like I said, like a suicidal with the Rocky George days, it has that. I mean, it's just it, there's no way to put a description on it. I'm just trying to say that it does have that... The guitars have like a metal flair to them. Mm-hmm. They do. They have like a me- more of a metal thing going on. But the vocals are definitely not metal. Mm-hmm. Well, John always tells me that you know when uh when they finally got me to come in, um, like he said that they were doing more like punky riffs and you know more shouting instead of you know yelling. When I ca- when I came Everything in, I didn't even really mean to do it. Just how it, it came happened. out, it sounded more choppy and metal. More, 
a lot more well, crunchy. Josh comes from the vein of Guar and Slayer and the Misfits, and you know, so you know he, he comes. Every band needs a member like Josh, the the battery, the you know, absolutely. We're gonna rock the world type of energy, and that's what Josh brought to the band. Once mm-hmm. he came into the band. He, he was the excited one. He was the one, you know, every practice, he, he was bringing new riffs. And uh, again, and you hear this story, and the successful bands, when they're telling their stories, you always hear about the change happened. You get this one member, mm-hmm. and he kind of puts mm-hmm. the final touches on the mm-hmm. whole sound that we were going after piece. and made it all this. I kind of just flap it out on the table and say, hey, do you like this? You know? <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> right. It's not articulated. It's not as if you came in and had a plan, and you're like, no. "Here's how it's going to be." I'm just it's talking his about style. It's right. it's what he enjoyed doing. You know, it's the style. But it reminded me of, like you said, it reminded me of SOD. It reminded me of early, you know, Metallica almost within the. the it has an early hardcore, right. angry hardcore right. sound that was right. back in the late eighties yes. uh, and early nineties yeah. when hardcore was starting to yeah. die out. Then, but mm-hmm. but the, that hardcore underground thing, man, and, and and I very purposely recorded it so that you can hear what I'm saying. Um, I'm not a hater on the on the growlers or anything like that, but. Oh, no. One of my long-term gripes is that too many of them sound like that. Yeah, you're not a growler at all. You're more of a yeller, um, screamer, mad as fuck. I'm more in the vein of... Like, you're the fucking dude who's up in your face going, Hey, motherfucker! You know, like that kind of thing more. All right, everybody, and we are back with the guys from The Angered. All of them except for Jake Jekyll, who has uh, exited... For uh, reasons of he has a, an appointment to go record somebody with signal flow. Money go calls. figure, right? Yeah. It's so, nice to have ballroom now. Yeah. So <laughs> Josh is happy about that. He says he's got a little ball space now to spread out. I and, play uh, for the Indians, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we wanted to get back to uh, the band. And, and one thing about, like, uh, the guys that aren't here, uh, Kenny, mm-hmm. and we were talking about uh, Angel also, mm-hmm. who we actually had Angel on the show. Mm-hmm. Angel's great. Great guy. Oh, wonderful, man. Um, and a great, great musician, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone should have someone like Angel in well, their you, life. Well, you your you whole know? band is kind of constructed that way, isn't it? He's, I, that's what I eventually understood. Uh, you know, again, I'm not one of the people that grew up coming here. You know, there's a tight group in this yeah. building of people that all know each other and all have been in bands well, and, and so that's on. What, it's kind of funny because <clears throat> you're a younger guy, right? You're in your 20s. Yeah. So, so you're like the young blood, right? And this whole outfit, kind of right, Kenny too. But you're, Kenny's got to be older than you. Yeah, and Kenny's been in so many yeah. bands. So, so when you hear these guys coming in here and they're saying things like, I mean, you're you're walking into a lot of veteranship amongst you. I've been around a lot of the veteranship, though. Yeah, but I mean, like now you're stepping into their, you know, like you were always on the outside looking in. Now you're stepping into that whole thing you've been watching. Yeah. And and you're with these guys who are, you know, like Angel and Kenny. You know, those guys. You know, mm-hmm. in this area around here, those are those are good names to, you know, when you talk about big drummers, Kenny's one of the first ones, especially in the metal world. They've, mm-hmm. they, they both definitely uh, yeah. earned, earned their Josh place. Josh can hold his own when it comes to yeah. solo. So that's, that's kind of cool, right? What's that? It's kind of cool, right? I mean, like, you're not, it's not as if you're just walking in here. You're walking in here. It, it, you could you, A guy like you in your situation could kind of be intimidated in the beginning, but... They're, these guys are like, no, nah, this guy's this guy's kind of putting together the scenario where we were all had this thing here, and he was like, 
Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. foaming out the mouth as much anymore. You know? <laughs> really? How long? No, so how, how long has it been since you actually? Now, how long has it been? You've been in the project. In the Angered project. Yeah. I'd say we uh, we started the album about. Um, uh, I'd say a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yep, a year and a half ago we released yeah. it. Uh, well, almost less a, year. Than a year. Well, a year ago we released it. Yep, yep, yep. When you guys recorded this album, you guys did it at Signal Flow? Mm-hmm. Yes. So did Kenny come in here and do his drums separately? Or was, was did you guys well, have practices before? That, the whole that bit? was a great part of it. Um, Kenny was a part of three other bands. It, even when I got Kenny to commit to doing the drums, Kenny didn't commit commit to joining a band. He he committed to, I will do you this favor. I'll come in and and, and he had to come drums. up with the drum parts himself, yeah. also on yeah. top of it. So we entrusted him he worked that. second shift. We would be in session, you know, at four, five, six, seven o'clock. We would schedule Saturday sessions specifically for Kenny, and you know, drums are the longest to set up, and you know, you got to take pictures of where the microphones are, and you know, it's the most intricate uh, setup to get going. Yeah, so right. we would set up these long things he would sit in the room listen to the song for 10 15 minutes and write a couple notes and then go in the room and record it and i am not i'm not angry um and several of those songs are him just literally going in front of the drums and after literally just hearing it like once or twice or whatever that day he would just say okay open the door go out there do a sit and like Mm-hmm. Like eighty percent of the time, one take. Okay, yeah. fuck yeah, that's it. Right? No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah, he's awesome, no kidding. So, so, so this is how this happens in other words. So you come up from most of the ideas up front. Is that how this works? You, you, you're we one of them guys a, that the song just forms in your mind one day. We 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 had sessions to come up with the rhythms and beats. I can come up with lyrics. But I'm talking about no. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, the okay. very conception of mm-hmm. a song. Mm-hmm. The angered. Does it mm-hmm. start with you? Yes. So, so you come up with a conception. So you're one of these guys like me where you're just like at any point, at any time during the day, you could be struck mm-hmm. with a song oh, that just forms in your brain. And in your mind, you hear the drums, you hear the guitar parts. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all constructed. You just need to somehow Get make it, it physical. Mm-hmm. So then what, how, are you a guitar player? Can you play no, guitar? I cannot play so, any instrument. So you have to mouth a lot of these mm-hmm. ideas to... Josh mm-hmm. and and Jake mm-hmm. and 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 what as far as Angel comes in, does he have any part into that? Does he Angel play? Angel came up with a couple of the rips himself. Angel's a great guitar player, and yes. you know behind the scenes, yeah. you know when no one's and looking, he brings a whole funky flair you know, and stuff yeah, to things too. That you know, he's that's a super great cool. musician himself, Absolutely. and so he is actually the creator of one or two of the the riffs. We would come together as a group and say, "Who's got a riff?" You know, what, 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 you know, what do you got? And usually more than not, it was Josh that uh, would start playing something. We would all say, that's good. All right. Now we got that. Let's find a change. Let's find a, you know. So a riff would start it off and then you guys would start branch off. off from that riff. We record the riffs into a song format, you know, of a break, a change, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Allow Kenny to come in on those Saturdays, lay down the tracks and then I would go through individually and, and write the songs. Or in some of the cases, 
uh, they were already pre-written and the beats that they did actually make were ones that I had, you know, I need something at about a 160. I need it. Uh, so then you write lyrics afterwards or do you write, or uh, does your lyrics are they already formed with the song uh, that's in your head pretty much? With the anger, it all changed a lot because early on it was a very punk, very rappish feeling. It was, it was. So the little, lyrics were, it was driven by the words more. Yeah. Once his riffs came in, you know, a little bit of the silliness, you know, all of a sudden I'm feeling a lot more sod i'm feeling a little more you know this is no longer you know a punk out anthem this is now bang your head a little more in your head a little bit more of that feeling rock and so some breakdowns and stuff like that in there that make you just bob a little when josh joined the group we had four songs um by the time we released the album only one of those songs had made it onto the album so that's how important you know the turn yeah that josh brought was yeah that's great you know what even with everything i brought to the table too um i wouldn't have been we wouldn't have been able to make it sound the way it did without the other guys putting their input and their parts to it so you guys are definitely a a, a encompassing thing where it's all everybody's got their 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 we all quickly grew as friends you know you gotta be friends (laughs) well you know you think so i don't know that you necessarily have to be but i think it helps to 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 be very creative you know you you have to let egos go and you have to let everyone do what they're really good at and i was very lucky that most of the musicians that I worked with have done this before. They know, I don't want to say their role, but they know what they're good at. They know what they bring to the table, and they they did it very well, in my opinion. I think what's fascinating about your story, though, is that a lot of this is just built on the two. You two guys are the most fascinating to me, of mm-hmm. course, because Kenny comes from a historic musical background. Mm-hmm. Jake is <clears throat> legendary background mm-hmm. in music, and Angel is in a very good successful local successful band right. mm-hmm. and and amongst other things that he's involved with mm-hmm. recording and stuff like that but you two guys are kind of the unknown in this yeah. whole thing right we're the, we're the backbone but you're I'm, also I'm the creative force he's the the battery exactly you're also the two kind of it's, it, this is almost and this is kind of a stretch probably but this is almost like a steely dan thing where you have you have <laughs> like dan. the two main guys doing all the the creative yes. part yes. of it and yes. making it what the anger is, yes. but then all the guys surrounding are these really established good. musicians and yes. real yes. guys like right. can make it all happen. Oh, I've been through this before. Okay, yeah, there you guys go. Right, exactly. I mean, this guy's this guy's listening to a song and going in there and recording the drums. You know, this is my first time doing this, so to be there and watch someone like Kenny work, you know, where he can just listen to it a few times and then go into a room and do something that the average person, you know, just could never achieve in their lifetime, and to do it with a smile and, like, you know, how, what do you think, yeah. you know? But you uh, gotta be pretty, like, you gotta be pretty tripped out about all this, because, like, you, you know, you were doing the rap thing, mm-hmm. and, and how can you in your imagination of at all imagine that you'd be doing this now and uh, and like with so many great musicians i mean that matters i mean yeah. like you you, oh, yeah. you could take a, a god the, the level of fun mm-hmm. goes way up when the guys around you are are right when can play right oh yeah you when know you like drum, when those drums you know when you're right the drums and like the riffs are great see, to me he that's what great metal riffs metal mm-hmm. you gotta have that mm-hmm. dude and that's why so many mm-hmm. metal bands, metal bands, aren't that great. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be coming up with, uh, you know, riffs in your basement. And you're like, oh yeah, this sounds good. You have it, a, you have it in your head of like what the perfect drummer's in might... your head. The perfect yeah. drummer's always in your. But head. But then when you hear 
almost the same thing you were thinking happen, it's like... Yeah, he's uh, yeah, you know, yeah, no, it is wonderful. like that. He when you when us you hear the times, and when you hear, um, when Pat and I write music together, a lot of times the way we write is I, I I come up with an idea or he'll come up with the idea, and my idea, like you said, it'll have the guitars in it and the drums and all that's already there, mm-hmm. and I'll have everything planned out. But usually, what I'll, I'll ever do is just give him like the lyrics, the melody of the lyrics. How their song, and maybe the maybe the tempo, mm-hmm. and then he'll go take just those ideas, and then he's like, and then next thing he knows, he's handing it back, and I'm like, holy shit, it's not the song I heard. Mm-hmm. It's better. Yeah, it's almost always better, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so you guys realize that you're you can have an idea, but it'll change. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the whole the whole morphing into the actual the actual thing that it becomes, it's not always exactly the one you heard in your head. Because mm-hmm. you got his influence now on mm-hmm. it, and you got the drummer's influence on it. Exactly. But in some way, it, for me at least, it's always better than that song that I first heard. It's like mm-hmm. the actually, when you actually put the headphones on and you listen to that recording that you just did, mm-hmm. you're just like, wow. And there was and there was nothing. There was nothing at one point, and now the song exists that you created I, out of nothing. I also paint. I'm an artist, period. So I truly... Oh, you paint can, also? Yeah, I, I. so I consider it very much like a painting. You know, an album, a song, everything is like a painting. It can start out looking one way. You could have all the intentions on, you know, doing something like this, but then something happens while doing that painting that says, yes. but you know I'll what? make this guy Change a little What if I do that? Yeah, you take a... Make this <laughs> bush look happier. What if we put a little happy tree? <laughs> Right. Do I love that dude? I love Fucking that Bob guy. Bob. Oh man, do I love Bob? So, so, do you put your any of your paintings up on 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 the internet or anything for people to look at? Pro- um, I, I uh, got injured about 10, 12, whatever years ago. I couldn't work anymore, and so I had to find things to start doing to pacify myself. And so, I went back to doing things that I had done earlier in life. When I had time on my hands, you know. And, right, 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 right. Things you know, that you knew you liked. Right. You know, when you're not in the rat race anymore, you know, you can only watch so many, you know, Netflix uh, series. And, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do. you're stuck with, you know, well, now what? Yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. seems like fun for a while. It's a great vacation. But once you have to get used to it forever, you know, it, it starts to wear on you. So, I, I, you know, I do painting. I did painting for a while, but. Eventually, my true calling is music. It, it's always been a part of my life. Right. Well, you'll know that. You'll know when you're doing uh, one or the other. What makes you get this feel- anchored album? If I could hand this album to my 12 year old self, he would just love me. You know what I mean? I, I'd be his biggest freaking hero. So I, that's that's the only thing that matters to me. So so let's talk about that a little bit. So you guys you guys put off this album, mm-hmm. um, but as a lot of the bands suffered through. The pandemic hits, <laughs> and it puts the damper on the whole idea of what you had planned right. out once you guys, while you were recording this album, how you were going to release it, and all yeah. the plans you have are now. We just, had these dreams of you know getting on stage and playing these songs live, and then that brick wall of uh, the COVID shut area. down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, even during the the final sessions or during the only essential workers, and you know, is we're trying to finish up and get it released by a certain time. 
So many people have really even had access to hear this really are those that you guys have just reached by whatever social media access you've had yeah. um, and stuff like that. So it's not as we if tried. We, we tried. We did a little really bit of boosting did. on, you know, I mean, the Facebook or, not, you yeah. know, so on and so forth. But it, we didn't, we weren't able. One of the things that happened soon after the making of the album was that Kenny injured his arm. So no drummer, no continuing. Oh on. come on! Not everybody knows you can play drums with one arm. We we replace <laughs> Kenny with a, a kid named Shane, another good friend, very good drummer. And within a week of him joining us, he snapped how many bones in his leg? Like, like three or sixteen some or something. Have you ever seen the movie Spinal Tap? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wondered. <laughs> And so he went down for six months. And so, again, when you have drumming on the album like Kenny's, you can't just replace that with your average, right. you know, Anybody. catalog no. drummer. You know, he's doing things that... We definitely got spoiled off of Kenny. Well, that does happen. And and you'll get like you'll get spoiled with Jake. You'll get spoiled, too. You know, like, it's, well, no matter who it is. Moving forward, we, we have access to all our friends to continue to record and to make sure the music is good. Permanent members are right now uh, a, a scarcity. Thing that's changing. Well, yeah, uh, quite honestly. But but it sounds to me like that's going to be the. There's a lot of bands that are that exist this way where it's it's a core of mm-hmm. two guys or three guys, mm-hmm. usually two, and then the other parts can change. Mm-hmm. Is you know like because uh, if most of the writing and the ideas are coming from the two, right. And that's really, you know, it sounds to me like that's what gives you your sound, right. your edge. You know, right. well, that's what makes the anger, the anger to not mm-hmm. some somebody else or mm-hmm. like everybody else. Well, so you can do that. Those parts gotta, can change. And Jake will always be the one recording it and probably laying backing tracks. But the good news is, so is you on. did have like a foundation with a guy like Kenny. So your recordings are Kenny and stuff like that. So when you need to get another drummer one day, mm-hmm. you're not playing him. Joe Schmo's drum right. tracks, and this guy's like, I'm not joining you guys. Right. Like this, uh, right. this guy's hears Kenny's tracks, and he's like, oh, these guys are real. This guy's. Are, if that guy played with them, yeah. then I should play with them. Funny story. I was upstairs in the main studio, and there was a small party happening, which sometimes happens. And uh, someone had made a statement that uh, play anything for me, and I can I can play it within 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not an arrogant person, but, you know, I, that, that's not necessarily true. Play it for me. I'm not going to, you know, say any names or anything. I played. I'm not angry for him. And he sat. It, first, he started listening to, into it. Then he realized that he needed to sit down and start listening uh, to it. Your fucking and then he, yeah, give that to me for a couple days. Give it to me for a week. And I, you know. Yeah, right. try, try, try. Another thing I like to say about the song, The Angered. Uh, one thing about me, I have a lot of, I had a lot of support from my wife, Kelly. And one of the funniest stories about y'all coming up with the I'm not angry. I was downstairs making a little riff, you know, picking along. I was playing some, like, I don't know, just like some hard classic rock sound and shit. Here comes my wife down the stairs and says, Josh, stop playing that pussy shit. John needs fast, angry stuff. I just, I just said, damn it. I'm like, really? All right, I'll go for this. She's the one that kicked you in the ass? Kicked yeah. me in the ass to yeah. make that. Nice. Yes. That is supportive. That is supportive. That's the opposite of what you would normally hear this stuff. Yeah. Once I saw the direction that the album had truly started going of that, you know, very in your face, very blunt, very in and out, um, we started setting funny rules in place, like nothing under 160 tempo. Nothing under nothing under 180. The next time Kenny come in, like, guess what, Kenny? I got one at two ten. 
Was oh. <laughs> <laughs> so speed became like the thing. Was, uh, yeah. I think that one was teeth kick, wasn't it? One of them. I, I yeah. don't remember, you know, but it became a, I got one at, you know, 210. Let's see what you got. Well, now. did you guys, did you guys, uh, when you came up with the name of the anger, did, was it something you came up with the name and the idea and then, or did you, were you like, no, I that was already there one before I even came. Um, so, but but came did, did it come girl. from the music that you guys had created? No, we were searching for a name, doing all the normal things that people do to, you know, try and think of a cool name. And uh, a girl that was sitting there listening to the music, you guys sound really angry. You should call yourselves the angered. And so I know just by nature, check Spotify if you want to know a band name is taken. You Dude, know, it's amazing. There isn't an angered. It, I don't. I can't believe that. I, I was stunned. I, still I was. Stunned. I know because everybody I, I has a name. There's so somewhere in California or something. But right. angered. I, yeah. I, I was shocked at that. Um, that's the the funnier part was when I went to register it. Um, the angered few, the angered many, the yeah. angered children, right. the angered, you know. But nobody just wanted nobody to chop it. ever just right. chopped it right down to the angered. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of the bands that are, you know, the Beatles, the who, the, yeah. you know, the perfect band name is the, you know. If, you can, if you're a great band, then having the thought helps. Helps. It makes you more classic. We were talking about the, uh, the album that you guys had already mm -hmm. put out. And from here on out, I mean... Are you guys going to now do like another push on this album first before yeah. you guys? Because you guys already got stuff you guys are writing now for, for the new album, right? You guys are already starting going in that direction. Mm -hmm. But because of the whole situation that happened as you guys were trying to release that first one, and it's just like, like I said, a lot of bands, mm -hmm. you guys are going to go ahead, push yes. this thing out again, yes. and then Absolutely. and then you're going to try to play out a little bit with this thing too, try to get some gigs maybe down as, the road? Yes, things continue We're gonna, to move on. That is definitely in the cards. That's definitely in the plan of, of you know, I want to stand on a stage and I think, see the response. I think that's a, every band's idea is to try to get on a stage yeah. and, you know, have that, <laughs> here I am, you yeah. know. Well, uh, it's, it's about getting it. It's just about, it's the only way people know who the hell you are. Right. This this music kind of calls for it, it you is. know. It's recorded, it's it, it's fine, you know. It, it it is what it is. But trust me, when you're in the same room as the anger, you know, you know it. Yeah, you know, it's a vibe, right? You know, there there is no That's sitting nice. at the bar not acknowledging what we're doing, you know. <laughs> so so the new stuff. Mm -hmm. Now uh, I, I've heard the first one, and it's it's like I said, it's a very straightforward. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. There's no frilly stuff going on in that <laughs> album. It's very straightforward. <laughs> More of the same on this, or you guys feel like it's going to yeah. be a little different? Um, my opinion is to never make the same album twice. You know, you, you can quickly pigeonhole yourself by taking too narrow of a road. Are you um, saying that like in the, like the way Zeppelin did it? Uh-oh. Yeah, we have a head flown. We have a malfunction. We got a malfunction. It's a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, man. You're no <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Anyways. No, is it, is it, but is it, is it more, would you say it's more of the same? You're saying that you're not going to, go ahead, fix your hair, dude. Your hair's fucked up. Yeah, we, fuck. we got to, <laughs> we got to stay. All right, we got it. Fix your luscious mane. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. We, it's, it's good to always stay diverse in your music. Cause mm -hmm. if you, like John said, if you keep coming out with the same thing, you know, people are going to be like, hey, it's just same shit over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's good to be, it's good to be diverse. Catch new attention, catch new uh, uh, crowds, you know, while keeping the same 
And you should always try to grow as an artist, in, yes. in my opinion. You know, um, continue to evolve the sound and, and things of that nature. So what like what, what kind of things could people expect to hear a little differently this time around? I mean, do you longer think Longer songs. Longer songs. <laughs> oh, you guys are going in with a little bit longer songs? Think okay. of, uh, <clears throat> instead of, you know, selfish, rough sex all the time, think of, okay, we're going to make a little bit of love in this one, but not too much. <laughs> but, well, I mean, like, are you, guys, are you guys thinking about introducing, like, that third... Moss part into a song where where all of a sudden it's fast it's fast and that's you know oh, well, like yeah, that. yeah. Where, yeah. Where, and then and then that's our that's how you definitely lengthen songs also is mm -hmm. with those breakdown type once you once you see blood you want to keep seeing it more breakdown <laughs> like more that. letting the music do what it's supposed to do um, more breaks in between my lyrics you know again this was more very, breathing space more breathing space. <laughs> Yeah, we're not getting um, one younger. of my biggest fears was standing on stage and having to belt all this out all at once. You, you can't know, be too verbose what you write. Like, yeah. like, like that. I like I'm, I can be guilty of this also. Where mm -hmm. in my head again, mm -hmm. in your head, the song is one way, and then in real life, when you try to like express that, you're like, mm -hmm. well, that's a few extra notes, and I really can physically do. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's the, the cadence of the stuff, and you definitely, you the vocals are just. Like machine gun fire, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe maybe take a little different approach to that well, even also. I'm a big fan of of all of classic rock. And What's your favorite metal? band? Favorite Black band? Sabbath. Ever? Yeah, well, like, like if it's someone Not, says, best the, favorite band, who is it? Beatles. Who do you say, Josh? Uh, this, I, can't, I can't say a favorite band. <laughs> I could say right now I'm wearing a... Butcher that birth, Cannibal Corpse. You know that's definitely Cannibal one of my Corpse. Main, wow, one of there my you main go. Influences when I was like ten. <laughs> really? So, so definitely like the grindcore, the the, mm -hmm. the the just. I'm into everything. Like I love, I love to primarily play uh, blues style. You know what I mean? Metal definitely came along uh, in my earlier times of playing guitar as well. Who's your favorite blues guitarist? You got to have one of them at least. I mean, shoot, uh, sound cliche, but I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. Lightning Hopkins, um, Buddy Guy. Big influence, uh, every you know, and everybody in the middle, they all play a big part. You know what I mean? Uh, Robert Johnson, I even like putting some of them little. You go back to the Delta there. Blue stuff. You ever do you oh, have any of the Delta Blue stuff, oh, like recorder it, stuff? Man. It's really That's cool it stuff. Started, yeah, and it know? sounds, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. And there's videos. You know, a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of videos of those guys on YouTube and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and you go to the library and get a lot of that stuff, and to watch those guys play those songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You, uh, you know, there's One no of the possible names of the band was going to be Muddy uh, Wolf, Muddy, Muddy Wolf. Water. Uh, play Wolf. a little spinoff on it. You know, again, I'm a baritone, you know, so on and so forth. But just is my appreciation to, you know, that's one of my favorite. So you era. think you'll hear a little more of the blues st stuff in there? This well, well, you know what? Well, think about it like angry. Think about it like this. <laughs> but you can be well sad and angry. <laughs> think about it like this. We're going to be. It's it's. If I could put it in the best possible sense, like I told John, and like he's heard. Think of uh, black. Think of Black Sabbath times three, with a little slide. With a little slide in there, like that's probably what we're going. I, for I'm in this I am. I got to admit, I am definitely interested in hearing the slide a guitar. Just a little. It's still with distortion. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I, I'm interested. Yeah, I want to hear and it. And a tiny bit of sprinkle of dime bag. I think. Oh, now you've really touched on some interesting stuff there. Is he? You know, he's one of my favorites. Also. Yeah. As far as it's metal goes, he's he's. The icon of I think he's where I think he's a lot of where I get my crunch from and my bendings and way I do the riffs. You'll hear a little bit uh, of it in the anger. Um but yeah. Nice. That's what we're aiming for. So so 
how long before you guys think you'll wrap this album up? And where are you guys at in, well, as far we, as the part in this new thing? Within the new process, we've just started. We've do you have any songs? Started. Do you have any songs written yet? We have one full song and a couple that are in the works. In the works. We're we're a band where things start once things start falling into place, they all happen rather rapidly. Once the sound is fully developed and things like that, um, we move rather quickly once certain elements are figured out. So one thing I wanted to I, I forgot to ask you you were you touched on your rap career. Mm-hmm. What was your rap career like? What what how, what what you know like exactly what was that? Who were you? I, I'm sure your name wasn't. Uh, no, John, that, the rapper. No. It also wasn't little anything. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what? What was your? What was your? Uh... Uh, the CWB, the Crazy White Boy. Oh, that's um, what the CWB stands for. I, see. I I grew up in that era where rap was actually really good. Um, the early era of the '90s, '80s. You know, when you actually had to have a very original style and <clears> you had to be very, you know, unique and. Um, over time, I just don't like the, the auto tuning, the, everyone's very repetitious of the other the guys, mumble, the mumble bullshit. But can we hear any uh, of your rap? I mean, is there anything that I, I would, I'm interested in some yeah. of that. I want to hear it's like, on oh, is it? Mm-hmm. And it's under crazy white boy, crazy white boy. Mm-hmm. There's a C, there's a CD coming. Yeah. Oh, and, and I did notice you did put up on, uh, I think it was Instagram that you had just done a session with narrator. Yeah, I work with uh, Chris DeCola. I work with Narrator. And I what are you doing? What are you working with? The, what are you doing when you're when you're working with them? Rap. So you're still See, doing. See, here's it. one of those things. When I say rap, I, I really feel, uh, and I don't mean to be rude, but it's almost like saying rock and roll of the '80s. You know, I really feel like it gives off that like hairband thought in somebody's mind. I hear what you're saying. It's it's a bad word almost now. You know, right? Everybody and their mother wants to be, be a rapper. rapper. Right, and, you know, and, and, and everybody does, has a rap tape. Everybody has an idea of, and what the name they rap do. doesn't really describe it, anything anymore because it, it, it could be so not many different things. Really, what I do, I mean, if you put me up against nine out of ten rappers, I have nothing. Well, what do you? Common. What would you? What do you? What, do, do it's you have the anything? same thing that I would say in the, not the angered. I, I don't curse. I'm very elegant. Um, <laughs> he's, isn't cla- that funny? He's, a, he's a classy uh, whore. <laughs> I like to be very witty. I like to be very, uh, you know. Uh, Catch you off guard with lyrics and just kind of yeah, like surprise you a little of bit. talking about, you know, gold and, you know, things like that, I talk about the system and the world and, you know, life in general. If I could vouch for him, he's very, like, uh, think outside the brain type of lyricist. and uh, I don't want to do anything that anyone else is doing. Are you putting out your own rap thing right now? You said there's going to mm-hmm. be a CD, so you have another whole thing mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're still doing the rap thing. I'd, but make it's a not... thir- I'd make a third band if I could S- find enough musicians. So <laughs> so if you're not calling it rap, what would you call your music? I mean, is it, if it, is, uh, is it, is it something it's you would call it? It's a mix between poetry and, and it, it's rap. You, you can't get away from the fact that it's rhyming words that, you know, you rhyme at the and corners. It's doing good and, cadence and there's a beat. Right, there's a cadence, on. there's a beat, and so on. I just choose to try and take a more poetic I'm saying something. I don't ever just rhyme for the sake of rhyming. My words don't rhyme at the end just because that was the best rhyme I could come up with. And you're working with Chris and mm-hmm. narrator yeah. on these. Yeah. Chris. Are you going to come in ever and do like like a Eddie Van Halen 
coming in on Michael Jackson's beat <laughs> it. He, he, he knows who to call Vera News. Not. I, got Absolutely. I got you. Absolutely. Um, the anchor, you know, I like that the anchor is what it is. It, it's it's a blunt object. It's a, it's a hammer. It's my, you know, I go into the recording booth. I sweat viciously. They have to put a, a small chair in front of between me and the microphone <laughs> because I'm so loud. Because I project oh, so much, oh, oh, oh. Um, I tend to draw a crowd. Because I can, of how I loud. get that from. I can see that actually from listening to the angered mm-hmm. that you can. Yeah, when you're it, almost when do, it, it comes time to turn it up without a microphone at any point. Mm-hmm. You can be the loudest person in the room. There have been more than one or two times while recording upstairs that someone came in into the, to the room and said, "I just had to see who was in here doing <laughs> that." I had to see what I was hearing. Right. Like, and what does usually it look like? they're surprised. Yeah, because they, they're, they're picturing a 27 right, you know, foot guy, spikes, Paul Bunyan. Right, with spikes on his we've shoulders even, or something. We've even had that happen with the Angered album. <laughs> really? Like, they want to see what this guy looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty intense vocals. And I am, I, I'm going to, when I'm done here, I am going to have to listen to the Crazy White Boy stuff because I am definitely now interested in how your vocals from the Angered can translate into something more like what that I, does. I want to hear that. What I did very specifically with the angered, I once heard that um, from the Stooges, Iggy, he said that he used to challenge himself and try and only use 25 original words in a song. Um, I came from a rap history. Using only 25 words in a song, it, it, impossible, you know, right? that, that's impossible. You couldn't. Um, so once we went towards the angered, I didn't accomplish it. You know, I couldn't get just 25 words. But I very strategically, very purposely, um, again, the anger is a blunt object. Angry people don't speak eloquently usually. You Truth. know what I mean? When Truth. you are in a blind rage, you don't come up with big words. There's a reality to this whole thing that you're trying to achieve. Right. There's a painting that I very purposely, you know, I didn't make this album because I can't make anything else or this is, you know, my little neck of the woods and this is all I'm capable of. I made this album as an artistic statement. Cool. And it sounds like you have a, a, a lot of things to say artistically because very much so. you're doing it in different forms of music. Very much. You're doing it in your painting. Uh, I've gotten a lot of response. Uh, you know, you, you very nervous coming into this building. I'm old enough to be half of these kids, you know, father almost we understand you know, uh, hey, you know. so are we but <laughs> you know obviously everyone has to if you're paying for their time then they're obviously never going to tell you if you're not good that that's just not good business but i've been around enough to see that they talk about me even when i'm not there and you know i yeah, yeah. it gets it, it gets back to me that you know so and so so and so was talking about you you know yeah, you're really uh, yeah and so that you know that i can still get you know well, 26 and 27 year olds to talk about me and you know be interested in what i'm doing isn't isn't it enough confirmation though that, that a guy like kenny easterly a guy like jake and and oh. a guy like angel actually want to be right. a part of your project Right. Period. Isn't that, that was pretty a big much compliment? That's right. pretty much a validation right there. Right. There's not everybody can can pull right. that. Well, actually, I can't say that because when they all came in, I wasn't even there. So. <laughs> yeah, but still. But then after the fact, then they still decided that you're the next guy. Which the, that in once, itself is pretty. Once we actually had a song to send, Josh. You know, I sent it to him. You know, he said, "Yeah, I'll get back to you," and you know, I'll take a look. Yeah, an hour later, he was asking when the next practice was. And 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 for, <laughs> well, and for what it's worth, dude, if you're gonna get married, if you're gonna go and do that, very, you know, a little. Yeah, I get. I get you gotta that. have a wife that's gonna that's going to be a, a, a somebody that says. That's that's not angry enough, mm-hmm. you know. Like you, you gotta have those kind of people in your life who are supportive. If you're gonna get married, 
Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of women out here that would, you know, uh, be like, uh, "Oh, you need to grow up." You know, that rock star. That's the rock. The rock no, the star question they always say is question. the question they always ask you, and it's always condescending, and it's always like, like a little kid they're talking to, and they go, "Oh, are you going to be a rock star? Oh, what are, what are you going to do with this? What do you think's going to happen?" Or they think they're going to do it in a way where it's not condescending, and they'll go, "Oh, really? Where are you going to go with this?" And and <laughs> you and, and you're just like, and you're just records? like, and I like to compare it to people who jog. Every day, yeah. I'm like, are you going to join the Olympics? Right. <laughs> you know, like, or do you just jog because you enjoy a jog in the morning? I've never, I have never got that from her. She's nothing right. but supporting. And my kids are actually supporting too. Uh, my five-year-old Damon uh, knows how to sing. I'm not angry. <laughs> That's <laughs> always the best. That's always the best. And the uh, my my youngest writer, he actually is in one of the uh, memes that were supporting the band, it's the <laughs> baby with the oh yeah in the face. That's my son, right? No kidding, I it saw that. Says I'm not angry. I saw that. Oh, another thing with the second album, I mean to bring up, we're definitely gonna have a better uh, cover. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> dig the cover myself. You know what? It's, yeah, we gotta talk about the cover. It's uh, um, so one one of the things that Josh was left in charge with, you know, I, I had taken charge of a lot of the the sessions, a lot of the getting together, a lot of the financial burden of the sessions and th- and, and things like that. Josh stepped up and said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the release. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be the guy that pays for everything. I'm gonna put it on Spotify. I'm gonna so on and so forth." Um, the night that he was putting it on, he was having problems, and he had, he had texted me a couple times. Um, eventually, he ended up posting it, and what you end up seeing now on, on Spotify isn't the album cover at all. We, we, we paid for an album cover, you know, and had it made up. Um, he couldn't get that picture to load, so he had a picture of us that idea. he loaded. But then on top of that, he, he loaded it upside down. <laughs> So if you go to our Spotify page. It's still like that? You can't fix it? Well, no. The point is now we're rock and roll. That's the final publish. Right. That's rock and roll. I, you know, I I really did think about should we fix it? Should we go there? Should we? But now that it's there. Beautifully. That's rock and roll. I love that. That's rock and roll. That's how rock and roll happens. It actually did. Like when I. I He jokingly says when you hand someone your phone upside down, our picture is upright. You know. (laughs) Right. Well, I was going through our. I was going through my phone like man what other fucking pictures can i use one of the motherfuckers <laughs> and i'm like you know what why don't i just put a picture of us and it actually did put us upright at first but then i was just like <sighs> interesting uh interesting 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 that's it <laughs> just as simple as simple as that it sends a it sends a message of uh whatever the fuck you want i guess it does that's exactly what it sounds like to me <laughs> Like you know, if you if you see you an album cover of the whole band all the time, it just happens. If you, you see know? the whole band upside down, you're gonna think, "Oh, I gotta wonder what that is." If you just see a picture of us, like, "Oh, okay, it's just some guy." Upside down, you're like, "Why the fuck?" I, I'm interested now. Yeah, you know well, I mean? yes, it's different, and it's like, it's, you're, "Hey, you're flipping the world up on its end, right?" Or it's flipping it upside down or something. Ass I don't in the air. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, listen, I'm gonna wrap it up right there. Yep. Great Thank to you. have you guys Thank on. You. Thank you, all the members of Anchor. We'll be looking for the new one to come out, and we're gonna we'll push that the the first one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think people that like good aggressive music will love it. 
Yeah, your, I really your do. Comparison to SOD really because um, I, I, like I said, I, I, I don't want people on to SOD. Don't think that you're going to hear the Scotty and Riff. That's not no, what that's it, not what no, it is. No, 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 no. But no. it's but, but it's but the, it's definitely it definitely has face. this. Right. I hear Billy Milano. Thank you. I actually hear his him in your voice. SOD, MOD. So. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up here. And uh, the angered, check them out. All right, we're gonna go now. Level up, Cleveland. <laughs>